are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Brian Peacock, your host if you're new to Locked On 49ers. I'm your host, Brian Peacock, former analyst, pro football focus, used to be a producer at KMBR Radio, the 49ers flagship in San Francisco, currently a Bay Area sports and traffic reporter. On Wednesdays, I get together with my old buddy, Nick Winkler. We used to do a weekly podcast together before I took over this daily Locked On 49ers show, and we like to get a little off topic sometimes, especially in the off season, but this is a Winky Wednesday episode. My guest today, Mr. Nick Winkler, who used to be a coworker of mine there reporting on traffic in San Francisco. Uh, before I bring Nick on, don't forget to subscribe, rate, review the show. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, the new Himalaya podcast app. You can find us on Spotify, just about everywhere you find podcasts. You can find this show or all of the shows on the Locked On Podcast Network. You can find me on Twitter at BD Peacock. Nick is at Bay Area Wink. Locked on 49ers at Gmail is an email if you want to go long form with your questions, and we will be dipping into that Locked on 49ers mailbag today. You can also head over to LockedOn49ers.com, find everything you need for this podcast. And with that, let's bring on today's guest. Nicholas Winkler, come on down. How are you, my friend? How was your Father's Day? Oh, it was amazing. Uh, I had to work a little bit, but uh, the, the kids surprised me at work with some flowers. And then I got home and it was like, okay, what do you want to do, Dad? And I was like, you know what? I kind of want to take my kids on special adventures, you know? So my son loves swimming. So I took him swimming really quickly, you know, for like half an hour, 45 minutes, just a quick dip. <laughs> and then I took my daughter out to a movie because that's like her favorite thing to do in the world. Yes. So I got to be the, the cool dad, you know, and just yeah. say yes to everything. Yeah, of course we can get popcorn. Yes, of course we can get an icy, you know, like. Things like that. So that, that was a lot of fun. That's awesome. Yeah. You get to How about you? How was your Father's Day? Oh, it was great. It was Leo's first birthday the day before Father's Day. So uh, I was down visiting family. So Leo was around all his cousins and aunts and uncles and grandmas and grandpas. And we had a really good time and actually hit the pool pretty hard as well. And so we did some swimming. Leo was already in swim class because uh, my wife. We did the same. Yeah. Put him in swim early. So yeah. he's been like already dunking his head under the water. And my family's like, whoa, slow down. What are you doing there? He's like, no, dude, this kid's a pro. And so he's, <laughs> yeah. And uh, my cat freaks out about it. I don't know if you heard my cat meowing. Just I now, did. He's yeah. Still, your cat's like, what? He's reacclimating. the baby's head underwater. What are you doing? Yeah. He's reacclimating from the travels. He does not <laughs> like uh, getting in the car and going to a new place. He just hides under a bed for three days when we're out of town and then. So uh, we're, we're getting reacclimated here. But yeah, fun weekend, awesome. Spending time with the family and uh, seeing Leo sprout up here is being kind of crazy. And you're going through that, I'm sure, seeing these kids get big. And you look back at photos and you're like, how did that happen? Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. Hey, real quick, um, did Leo get to like just dive into like a cupcake or some cake or something on his birthday? You just kind of let him go to town? My wife's sister is quite a baker, so she baked Leo his own personal cake that wasn't as oh. high in the in the sugar content uh-huh. category so Smart. he did get into that he still wasn't sure about it i've seen some kids go crazy and get sugar high and just go face first into it i think it wasn't yeah. as sweet as that so i don't think he was as into it as he might have been uh but he got a he got a couple of bites of the sweeter cake as well but yeah it was it was a nice baby style cake and I was really smart. Well done. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty cool of her to do that. Yeah. Cause we did the opposite. We just let our kid, <laughs> we like get him a, a personalized cupcake 
you know, and they both, you know, on their first birthday, took that bite. You could just see their eyes light up. Yes. It's like, whoa, what are you doing to me here? Wait, this existed the whole time? Nom, 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 nom. That's awesome. And yeah. then bouncing off the wall, you know, as much as a one-year-old can, of course. Right. That's what I would have lit- done. I, I would have gone full sugar mode and uh, dad right there, but the lady's being he- smart about it. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah, you get to do that when they get a little bit older and you take them to the movies on Father's Day and you give them all the candy in the world. And then you wonder why they're still up at 1030 at night. Right, exactly. (laughs) Honey, go to bed. Go to bed, honey. Yeah, yeah, I will. I will. Dad, I will. I will. Like legs twitching. You're like, oh, man, did I fail here? There's a there's a pretty good wink in the stink, I think, this week. And it was brought up by one of the listeners in the mailbag here. And uh, there's actually a, a pair of them. I want to run both of these by you. Uh-huh. And uh, the, the one making its rounds today and yesterday was uh, Adam Rank, the ESPN, the fantasy guy mostly. He's going through teams and, and going through their schedules, giving them wins and losses every week and coming up with a win total. You know, total offseason stuff. For me, I don't care. I don't pay attention to this kind of garbage. And yeah. one of the reasons why I got rid of cable because I don't watch this stuff anymore. You know, I've got too many other things going on. My recommendation for those getting worked up about stuff like that Go download a podcast. There you go. Yeah, get a little uh, better, meaningful content in the uh, Go in to the, the Himalaya. The they have plenty. Yeah, they do. They have everything over there. Uh, and so he came up with 3 and 13 for the 49ers. Oh. I got to imagine I mean, that would put Wink in the stink. Yeah, I mean, come on. That's just stupid. You know, you're looking probably at wins week one and two against the Bucks and the Bengals. Yeah, I know they're on the road, but those are a couple of trash teams. So, yeah, I, I, I don't Three and thirteen. I think that's you know a lot of people do this stuff just to get clicks too, and just to kind of troll people and rile them up. And it works. I, I wonder what the three wins were. Did he did he list them? Yeah, they're all listed. Uh, I can't remember what the third win was. I know one was week two. He had him losing the opening week in Tampa. Week two against uh, in Cincinnati was a win. Uh-huh. One of I think the home game against the Cardinals was a second win, and he had them mm-hmm. splitting with the Cardinals. And I don't remember what the third win was. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of tough games in here. You look at the end. It's at Seahawks before that. We, you know, at home against the Rams before that. At home against the Falcons. At the Saints. At the Ravens. Home against the Packers. Like there is a very difficult end to the season for the 49ers. But you also don't know what those teams are going to look like at that point. That's that's so many months into a season. It's like, come on, th- these teams could be garbage. They could they could have been like the 49ers last year and lost their key piece, their quarterback. And all of a sudden, the, the wheels come off of a team like this. So, yeah, I'm with you. I don't look at that garbage, you know, 3-13. Yes. and 13. But you also said it, this is the downtime of year. Like, this is when people have to do stuff like that. Like, they have a quota to make. They got to put out a certain number of words for their article, and they're going to lose their job. So it's like, all right, what can I do that might cause a little controversy, might give me some clicks, might make people tweet me, add me, you know, bash me, all that. It's... I think there's a lot of people out there, too, that, like, it's that little kid that's acting up. You know, they don't care if it's good attention or bad attention as long as it's attention. Oh, yeah. He walks into work the next day. He's getting patted on the back by the higher-ups. They're like, hey, man, look how much action this is getting on social media. We're getting all these people looking at your content because you had this hot take. And I think that's more than anything what it's all about. And everyone forgets about it in a few months when the games actually start happening. But when you just dissect that three and 13, is it possible? Is it like, do you think, I, mean, I don't think it's probable, but right. I, anything's possible. I mean, we saw what happened last year. We were sitting here being like, Oh yeah, eight to 10 wins. No problem. Yep. You know, you might get 12 if everybody stays healthy. And then, you know, you lose your quarterback early on and it's just, you're playing catch up the rest of the season. So you get Jimmy Garoppolo back. You add players like Bosa, D Ford and more, a much more talented roster. And you mm-hmm. think that team 
is going to win one less game than the team right, last right. year won. So it's, it's it's really hard to see how that could add up. Even with a difficult set schedule, you would have to be it would have to be the most difficult schedule ever to really pencil in that sort of a record. But you also can't go through every team and say, oh, they're all ten win teams. You know, someone's got to be bad right. and lose a bunch of games, and and someone's going to be mad when you tell their fan base, oh, this team's going to suck. But the 49ers, right. I don't think, are at that three and thirteen level. They better not be, and we're going to see some big, uh, big waves and big changes possibly if it goes there. The other one was Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk, which is he's a hot take expert. He said Kirk Cousins is better than both Goff and Jimmy Garoppolo. That was another one that got some people worked up. What are your thoughts on that one? I can't even go into stink on this because that's just so dumb. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't even want to pay that any mind. Like, I, <laughs> come on. I love it. All right, uh, let's get deeper into this Locked On 49ers mailbag. Sounds good. All right, this is a good time to tell the fellas out there about Blue Chew. Guys, do you remember when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, bluechew.com. That's blue, like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Now, this isn't just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. For instance, most guys talk a good game, but if you're one and done, Blue Chew can even help you follow through for round two. Blue Chew is prescribed online and ships straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. And they're made right in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code Locked On. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com, BlueChew.com, promo code locked on to try it free. BlueChew is the cheaper, better, faster choice. BlueChew.com, promo code locked on. We thank them for sponsoring this podcast. Oh, you know what? Real quick, before we do the mailbag stuff, I had some thoughts about the Toronto Raptors winning the NBA title and that town was pretty lit up and it's obviously yeah. a big town and they were getting into their NBA basketball. And I know basketball isn't the number one sport in Canada, but there's the CFL already. I was thinking, what about a Canadian NFL team? How would that play there? I would love to hear from my Canadian listeners. I know there's quite a few of you about a potential NFL team North of the border. I mean, I would rather, there's a lot of travel involved there for a team from the Bay area, but I would rather play in Toronto in September than Tampa's heat and humidity, right? Well, that's what I was. My initial thought was Jacksonville. Like, well, they don't sell out. They don't even sell like half their tickets. It's it's nonsense. And what's the difference, really, if you're coming from from you know flying out of SFO? If you're going to Jacksonville, or you're going to Toronto. Like, it's not that big of a difference. And yeah, you build a nice dome up there. You know, you right. you don't go old school Toronto dome and put in that astroturf. You know, you actually <laughs> you put in some good stuff. And and yeah, that's a great idea, man. I think it would be interesting. I think it would be pretty cool. And I think it would be smarter than expanding because I know they're, they want, they're looking at Europe. I mean, that would be really difficult logistically to have a team in London, even though it would be really cool. But, man, Canada is just a lot easier right there, just right across the board. Yeah, and you could, like, stay with the dinosaur theme, too, and be like the Toronto Brachiosauruses or something. <laughs> I do, I, that's one thing. I, it's really cartoonish for me, like the Raptors yeah. thing. And they're, and well, they so keep the going. Jaguar, though. 
I mean, but the rap, they literally, their whole, their whole persona, their whole vibe is around a 1993 movie. Yeah. It's stupid, right? Yeah, they have their Jurassic the Park outside. Yeah, they go, yeah. let's go back to Jurassic Park. I'm like, are you kidding me? Is everybody nine years old in Toronto? Come on. But, yeah. and I understand it, but it's also like you get removed 25 years from that and you're like, okay, it was, I guess it was a cool hip thing at the time, but Jurassic Park, <laughs> give me a break, dude. You could stay like, you could go with like good themes now too, so that you kind of remember the era that the team name changed. It could be like, yeah. you know, like they're the Toronto Avengers. <laughs> the Marvel Universe. Yeah, exactly. Disney buys them all of a sudden, and there you go. <laughs> That's funny. That uh, way down the road, we remember when that team came about. Or you can just stick with like popular early 90s movies, and they'll be like, the Toronto Force Gumps. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, they just, they just go through the 90s, the, the, the Toronto Titanics. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's the go check in on the Toronto iceberg. Predictions. We the can go all day. <laughs> Right. Zed's dead, baby. The Toronto Zed's dead. Oh, oh, that'd be great. A Pulp Fiction theme team. That would be a fun one. I'd be get behind that'd that be for sure. Let's go to the email from Andrew. He says, hey, Brian and Nick, now that we're in the offseason, I think it's best to throw out some offseason type questions. So with this in mind, which former 49ers and which current 49er would you most like to have a wild night partying with and why? Ooh, that's a good one. You know what? I mean, why- I'm going to throw this. I'm going to throw one out there that's, that's I think... In reverse of what this question is trying to go for, mm-hmm. I would like to go get Steve Young drunk. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. I'm like, well, wild night. Like, what do you mean? Like, they're trying something for the first time? Yeah, you know, exactly. Like, I'll go drink a couple whiskeys with Steve Young. That might be real fun. <laughs> get some real good stories out of that guy. I bet he would be three sheets just from one Long Island. He'd be like slipping a Long Island. Right. Like, hey, Steve, what's going on? Tell me some stories about the, the 49ers locker room in the 90s. And you know, right. I think that would be a fun one. But for actual, uh, just the the fun factor, who would go hard? Well, I think maybe Justin Smith. He's got a, I mean, he's got a mm-hmm. Budweiser tattoo on his arm, so you know he likes to drink. But I think he's more of a like stay in one place and get right. hammered. You'd have to be guy. prepared to to like take down a twelve pack of Bud, <laughs> right? Yeah, and maybe and, hang out on a boat or something and feel really bloated. <laughs> no, I, I think that Ronnie Lott. You know, I think yeah. he'd be a lot of fun to to go out with. I um, think the, about those 80s teams, right, with Dwight Clark yeah. and he's got his uh, fur coat on, and I think they would hit the town pretty hard back in the day. Yeah, no, I, I like that. I like where your head's at. That's a good one. And, like, current guys, oh, man, I, I think that, like, Joe Staley, you know, and, and yeah. uh yeah, I think I think going out and doing some karaoke with those offensive linemen, that looks like a lot of fun. Or going to a hockey game, you see all these, these pictures on Twitter, that looks fun. Absolutely. Let's go to Twitter, North LD Niner, a.k.a. Chad. He said, hope you guys had a great dad day. Thank you very much, Chad. Uh, to what standard should we be holding this team to next year? To me, anything less than 9-7, and seven, this kind of goes along with what we were talking about with the record earlier, anything less than 9-7 and seven is underachieving unless injuries continue to ravage the roster, then we're just snake bit. Yeah, I mean, that that's kind of where I'm at, too. You know, I, I looking at eight wins is kind of like the floor for, for a successful season um, because, you know, you, you're coming off of some pretty bad years in a row here. And, and six, you know, six and ten would be an improvement, but it would still be a, a pretty major disappointment, if, yep. you know, barring any huge injuries and things like that. So, yeah, I, I think that, that, you know, nine and seven is when you really start thinking like, OK, all right, this is this is going in the right direction. You know, maybe you you're fighting the, those last couple games of the season actually have some some meaning. Maybe you're fighting for, for a wild card spot or, you know, trying to, to gain some ground in the division or something. And 
I think as long as that's the case and, and they're just out there playing hard, even if they're eye injuries, you know, as long as they're finding a way to win those tough games, those games that they haven't been able to seal, those close games we've seen over and over and over the last couple of years, I think that is, that is what I need to see this year. Eight and eight. You got to be 500. You got to be yeah. playing some meaningful games late in the season. And to me, it's right. even, you know, the, the end of the season is important and it might get tough and maybe they can't get over the hump. Maybe they don't make the playoffs. But you've got to be competitive, and I think you've got to be competitive early. This team needs to look yeah. competitive early, play like they can win games early on in the season, and that's that's what I'll be looking for. Is it can't be a team where even last year they right out of the gate you're like, okay, they played all right week one, and then you and I were both there at Levi's Stadium week two, and, and they won that game, but it was, it was like, okay, this team's still kind of sputtering out of the finish. game. Right, exactly. So they got to look better. They got to look ready to go, ready to compete with just about anybody in the NFL, and the roster is no longer the excuse there. Right. Uh, and if the injuries is something that bites them, if it's the same guys who've been injured, then that's kind of on them. Mm-hmm. So that's the way I look at the injury thing. If it's a bunch of new players getting hurt, then you know what are you going to do there? But... Yeah, eight and eight. A, you, you got to be eight and eight, and everything over that is gravy. Anything under that, I think, is a disappointment. Yeah, I want to see some swagger. You know, I want to see some confidence. I want right. to see, like I said, I want to see them go out there and win those close games. I want to see some some one point victories instead of some two point losses. You know, like I want I want you know them to go out there and think that they can win any game. Think that they you know can go on the road late in the season to Baltimore and win a game. You know, at 10 a.m. start time. And and I don't think that uh, beyond week three or four last year, I don't think this team had that kind of mindset that they could do anything like that. So, yeah, I, I need to see swagger. That's it. That's a great point. The confidence there and see that, you know, when the, when the other team has the ball, the 49ers are up two points, three points. You're not thinking, right. oh, God, they're definitely going to score right here. And right. You know, hopefully there's time for the 49ers to do something after that. You got to hold up, get those stops, get those wins, those, those decisive wins at the end of games, that that's uh, that's going to be huge for the 49ers this year. Yeah, There's probably going to be a lot of quarterback. Yeah, exactly. That's oh man, affecting the opposing quarterback is the biggest difference put in this team to last year. I think, and the, the interior Maybe, was good. Yeah, a few more interceptions as well. well. Yeah, it should lead to turnovers, and so that'll yeah. make some things easier. Maybe a few a, right. some blowout wins. It's like oh, this is a laugher. We kicked the crap out of that team, you know, and that team was that supposed to be, be pretty nice. good. Yeah. Can't remember the last one of those. Yeah, it hasn't, it hasn't been many of those. The, the Raiders game, I think, was the only one. The Oh, yeah, that was fun, wasn't yeah, it? That was the the Mullins game. That was the game where everyone fell in love with Nick Mullins. Like, all right. I mean, the, the Raiders weren't good, but it was like, okay, this is pretty cool. Right. Salt and Pepper Chicken has a question, a.k.a. Fletcher. He said, hey, what's up, Leo, Brian, and finally Nick? Thank you for putting those in proper order, by the way. Yeah, agreed. I'm okay with that. <laughs> What's your definition of a veteran in the NFL? I've heard plenty of people commenting on a fourth-year pro and calling him a vet. I follow rugby league as my main sport, and someone who's been playing for close to 12 years as a pro is usually known as a vet due to experience. What do you class as a vet in the NFL? Keep up the great work. I think once you get past that rookie contract, right? I think then you're a vet. I think that's pretty close. I mean, in the NFL, the average player plays less than four years so I guess if you get past that three and a half year mark and you're in year four I would be okay with calling that player a vet especially if you're on a young team like the 49ers like obviously Joe Staley's been around a decade so he's obviously right. a veteran but even a player like Keller Witherspoon what do you what do you put him Is yeah he still... no not a vet he, he doesn't yeah. act like a vet doesn't play like a vet I think it might be different right. per player too some guys are never sure. vets and some guys are vets very early on in their career it's like DeForest Buckner he's a vet to me yeah I can see that yeah 
Yeah, I think it, it just depends on play. You know, are you in there with confidence? Are you a leader in the huddle? Are you a guy that can be depended on every single week? I think that's when you really, truly become a veteran. When you've done that, you know, at least for a couple of years in the league. Absolutely. Let's let's stick with that uh, theme and DeForest Buckner. Jeremy has a question about sacks. Who will have the most sacks between Ford, Defoe, and Bosa? I'm still going with Buckner. I really think he's still going to be that disruptive force in the middle. And they're not going to be able to pay as much attention to him as they did last year because now you have Ford and Bosa. And, and you know, DeForest Buckner did a hell of a lot last year with not a whole lot around him. Right. I 12 sack. It's the sack number, which is hard. I think DeForest Buckner could have a bigger impact but not even get to 12 sacks. Sure. And and maybe his sacks get gobbled up by guys on the outside like D. Ford getting there a step sooner. I would, I'll put this out there for my prediction right now, you know, early in the summer. I'll say D Ford leads the team in sacks with 11. Defoe has 10 and Bosa's still a rookie. So he'll, you know, he'll find his way, but eight sacks, which is a great number. If they get that many sacks over 25 sacks from those three guys, they're in a great spot. Yeah. I can't imagine anyone that would be upset with that at the end of the year. Absolutely. And sacks are interesting because they're not the only, you know, they're no, pressures are huge. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. Turnovers and and you know just being sound and creating plays for other people is really big for defensive linemen. Same with defensive backs. You're like, oh, this guy got eight interceptions. And it's like, well, because every team threw at him all day because people were open a lot too, and he gave up a ton of touchdowns. And so sacks and interceptions and things like that are good, and they're a good indicator, but not the only indicator of how well a guy plays. And so they can fluctuate quite a bit year to year. You're exactly right. All right, let's take a quick break here. This podcast is brought to you in part by. BlueChewAndHotels.com. Let's go to E. Brooks on Twitter. He says, how is Kentavious Street coming along? Haven't heard anything about him this offseason. And you know, it's hard because he hasn't been on the field much. And so we'll see. This is his rookie season. And I think I haven't really heard much about him through camp. I don't know if he's one of the players that's being held out because he is coming off that ACL injury. I know he's back in the weight room and doing everything there off the field, so maybe it's just the contact stuff he's not doing, but I haven't heard any reports from the beat writers that are on the ground there in Santa Clara, and I don't know. That's my answer there is we'll see, and it'll be fun to see what he brings because the 49ers get an extra rookie there in Contavious Streets, and I don't even know where they're going to play him. He's sort of a big end slash interior player where they have a lot of guys, so he's got to work his way up the depth chart there. Yeah, he needs to get on the field. You know, like you right. said, he needs to get out there and, and start competing. And yeah, I mean, you know, we're we're a little over a month away from these guys getting back out there for the the real competitions get going. Like these mandatory mini camps and all this voluntary stuff. Like this was a way for the guys to to sort of get an advantage. I, I loved your your bit when you were playing all that Kyle Shanahan stuff the other day, and you're talking about it, and you could you could hear him kind of calling a few guys out. Like you know, you're you're not in. You got to come in shape. Like, are you serious? Is this your job? Do you actually want to play in this league? Well, yep. then, you know, show us. Prove it. That's I loved that. He's a, he's our coach, man. Right. That's important. And that's really the biggest. Because we go through, and I'm big into the draft. We go through all this. You break down everything about a player, how he moves, biomechanically, height, weight, speed, and all these things. None of it matters if they're not willing to put in the work. That's the number one thing. And that's why when you hear teams talk about character and you hear teams going deep into a player's background and talking to all their coaches, talking to their high school coach. They want to figure out how a player is wired because that's really going to make the difference in what kind of a player a guy ends up being in the NFL with a little bit of luck in there too. And then probably third is their actual talent level. There's so much involved in a team and what team they go to, how they get coached in the NFL. Some guys get ruined early in their career. So there's so many factors there. The number one thing that you want from a player is he's going to put in that work. And right now they have 40 days off. Is he uh 
right. the beach drinking margaritas, or right. is he grinding and and putting in all the work, both mentally and physically, to be ready for camp and and go steal a job from somebody? And so, yeah, is he fly fishing somewhere? Is he in the club, or is he in the weight room? <laughs> right, and you, you got to like, take it easy a little bit, but you've also got to be there, and you got to be on point, and got to sure. mind's got to be there. So I love hearing Jimmy Garoppolo talked about how he's going to be going work with. Uh, Tom House, the quarterback guru, mm-hmm. and he's going to have some players with him. It'll be interesting to see what wide receivers go with Jimmy Garoppolo there and probably have a better chance of making the roster than not if they do go with him. Yeah, I was going to say, the ones that go are the wise ones, are oh, the ones that wow. actually want to make this football team. 100%. And maybe just when you do go out and, and have that day off, you get some scraps off of Jimmy G's table at the club too, right? <laughs> yeah, it's good to be seen with him. I, I would enjoy that. There you go. That's the guy right now I, I might want to go out with. Uh, actually, Jimmy right G. now, that would probably be, yeah, the young, handsome, single, rich guy. Right, right. That might be fun. At least Don't in, let my wife hear, hear that. Though. At least free drinks. <laughs> free drinks, exactly. Oh, this is from Hefe. Did you see that Frank Gore Jr. has committed to play college football at Florida Atlantic? I did see that. And, you know, I'll be rooting for him. Absolutely. Future 49er. There you go. I like that. <laughs> I'm 100% behind anything that, that has the Gore name on it. Absolutely. Even Kilgore. <laughs> it's just it's so close. Uh, here's one from William. I asked people what they're going to be doing in the time off before training camp. And William says, I'll be going to Thailand in a few weeks. I'm super excited. Have you ever been? What's the best vacation you've been to and place you would love to visit. And he uh, tagged Bay Area Wink in that one, so I had to get to this one. Ooh, I like that. What's yours? Mine is my honeymoon. We went to New Zealand. That was so fun. Ooh, that's nice. Yeah, and it's a place that maybe, you know, it's you, you could really knock it off the bucket list. Maybe we won't ever make it back there because, you know, it's so far and there's a lot of other places to go, but it's a really cool, really cool vacation and an awesome place to go for something like a honeymoon and spend a couple of weeks because there's a lot of things to see there. Yeah, I've got a couple. Um, yeah, I did my, my honeymoon in uh, Cancun. We did the full exclusive, uh, all-inclusive, four-star resort. And, that, dude, that's just nonsense. Like, I highly recommend that. It's it's expensive, but you get what you pay for. You know, like 24-hour room service. That's Everything's free. Like it's What? And, yeah, dude. I didn't it, know that was a thing. Was, it is a thing, and I highly recommend it. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> we just yeah. we got massages, and we hung out by the pool and the beach. We did it one day where we went to Chichen Itza and saw, like, the big old temples and everything. And, oh, that was, that was amazing. And also, um, I took that money from Wheel of Fortune that I won back in 2000 and actually spent 30 days traveling around Europe with a Eurorail pass and a backpack and everything Dude. Back, in, uh, back in 2001. And, yeah, that was just unbelievable that's awesome because you earned it you treat yourself you go you won that you earned that vacation man right i was gonna like pay off my car and all this other stuff i'm like you know what no i want an experience that i'm gonna have forever and yeah i I spent a big chunk of that (laughs) traveling but it was (laughs) worth it man and yeah i can never take that away was there any crazy stories from that experience because so many crazy stories yeah just you get stuck in a weird uh, alley in amsterdam and you're like oh what's going on Oh, we spent a few days in Amsterdam. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, the red light district walking around uh, after, you know, eating some edibles and, yeah, just, uh, you know, crazy times there and, you know, getting uh, stuck up uh, or, uh, yeah, stuck up. Is that a word? They, right, they robbed yeah. us on a train down in southern Italy uh, and nice. actually doing uh, paragliding in Interlaken, Sweden, where we're, you know, flying over the Swiss Alps down with these, like, turquoise lakes and, like, 
And then the guy I'm with is like, oh, yeah, you want to do the fast spin? I was like, yeah. And so he goes in this, like, controlled spiral, pulls up at the last second. We narrowly miss a tree, land, and he goes, ha-ha, one more spin, we're dead, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for that. That's amazing. I'm guessing you didn't find it quite as fun as he did at that time. Not at that moment, no. But the adrenaline was pretty hardcore. And yeah, no, that was just a just a great trip. Hold on, around. tell me about the train in Italy. So it's just someone walked up on you with a gun? Yeah, no, there was a knife. Oh, it was and a knife, was just okay. like, like, give me your, your camera. We're like, uh, no. And he pulls out a knife and we're like, okay. Here you go. And he just like, boom, jumps off the train and runs. It's like, wow. okay, all right. And like, what sucked too is my girlfriend's dad's camera. Oh. I was like, oh, man, all right, I guess we got to buy him a new camera. When we uh, get back. Hey, and you told him the story, and he's like, oh, hey, good story, man. I totally believe yeah, you. Yeah, that's a $195 <laughs> camera. <laughs> oh, and what sucked, too, is it had all of our photos on it. That's a bummer. Yeah, it was a, it was a, I, wanted, I was like, you know, I should have been like, can I have the memory card? But no, I was a little, a little frightened at the time. We were actually on our way to Greece. We we're going to take a boat from Brindisi, Italy over to, uh, to Athens and then go down to Mykonos. And yeah, it was, it was cool, man. The craziest story I've heard like that, this didn't happen to me. It happened to one of my friends in San Francisco that, uh, was one of my good buddies there. And he was, it was late night and they were, they were going home. And I think he was at his buddy's house and he walked out his friend's front doors in the lower hate district, which was a little bit more sketchy at that time. This probably happened mm. about 10 years ago. And uh, it's a little more up everywhere in San Francisco is more upscale now than it used to be. But he, uh, he so he walks, he's walking down the street. This dude rolls up on him, pulls out a gun, and demands my friend to smoke his crack. <laughs> so he didn't try to rob him. He was high as hell, and he's like, "Smoke this!" And he's trying what? to get him to smoke it. At gunpoint, my buddy just, I think he threw his wallet on the ground and then ran in the other direction and just bolted. And when he got to the corner, he saw a cab. He hailed the cab. He gets in the cab, and he's like, oh, my God, thank you so much. I just got a gun pulled on me. And, like, you know, like a half a block into it, he's like, oh, man, I realized I threw my wallet. I don't have any money. Cab driver er, puts on the brakes and says, get out. You don't have any money. So, wow. But he got a block and a half away, so that was enough, and uh, he avoided <laughs> smoking crack. Yeah, it's probably the right move because you don't know what's coming next after yeah. the smoke this crack. Uh, I think I was just – such an awesome story because it's it's probably gonna throw you for a loop because you expect one thing to be asked of you that's like give me your money or whatever he's like hey smoke this crack you're like wait what oh man oh that's crazy it actually reminds me of um on the ferry from brindisi over to athens in the aegean sea it's like a full moon and we're sitting on the front of this this ferry at smoking uh you know some something delicious out of an apple just mm-hmm. like in the Aegean Sea, like just, you know, listening to music with these people that we met from Switzerland and just like having this amazing experience. And then the, the captain rolls out and he's like, what are you guys doing? We're just like, oh, uh, an apple. Like, what? He's like, hand me that apple. And he hits it. <laughs> Wait, the, the on-duty captain. we all captain. go down to the galley and, start, and he's buying shots for everybody. And, wow. Oh, man, it was crazy. Wait, this is the on-duty captain. I mean, he, he didn't appear on duty okay. at the time. I'm hoping he wasn't. You know, okay. it was kind of late at that That's time, it. so maybe he was getting a nap. And yeah. it was an overnight ferry. And yeah. Okay, so yeah, they have multiple captains. Hopefully, we didn't. We made it. So hopefully, okay. <laughs> probably just a standard thing. You know, all's well that ends well. Yeah, exactly. Just like this podcast, I think we're out of time here. Nick, thank you so much for joining the show once again. Wait, before I go, smoke this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not for everybody. I just want your opinion. What do you? How do you feel about this crack? (laughs) 
I really just want you to know before I hit it, I want you to hit it. I want to watch your reaction. Can you Yelp That's review this crack for me? I'm not sure this is crack, but hit it and tell me. <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome stuff. All right, thanks, everybody, for listening. Getting back into the 49ers positional breakdowns tomorrow right here on Locked on 49ers. See you.